We need all the good juju we can. L is for the way you look at me. O is for we watched, the I watched it the other day, you know? Que cosa? Parent Trap. Parent Trap. <laughs> That's my, my favorite movie. And we watched Parent Trap and then 10 Things I Hate About You because they are both incredibly satisfying 90s movies that you can enjoy. I love Parent Trap. is my favorite movie. I always tell it to my boyfriend. He's like, good for you. And I'm like... You haven't watched it with him? No. Oh my God. My really? Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other day we watched Home Alone because the thing is, my boyfriend has this theory that like my pop culture is quite lacking overall. And I agree Did with him. Did he say lacking? Sí, sí, no, pero estoy de acuerdo. Tipo, every time he mentions a movie or he does a reference, I'm like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Oh my God, really? Uh, it happens with you too. I don't know if you noticed that. So I haven't. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, give me an example. Let's say, for example, the other day he was like, I love Christmas. I've said a million times, Christmas is my favorite time of the year, right? So he was like, okay, let's watch a Christmas movie. We watched a Lindsay Lohan Netflix Christmas movie. It's Awful. like, what? But like, it was Christmas, so I enjoyed it. But he was yeah. like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> he sent me an article like, worst Christmas movies ever. And then it was that. And he was like, I didn't say anything, but like, this is what I think. And I was like, fair enough. I agree, but it's Christmas. And then he was like, let's watch Home Alone. And I'm like, okay. He's like, do you know what Home Alone is? And I'm like, I mean, I'm sure I've heard of it. And then he's like, but try to guess. And I'm like, there's a kid that says Home Alone. And he's like, dude, Are you serious? You don't know what you Home haven't Alone. seen. You didn't. Have, yeah, it, what? I didn't know what it, what you it was. You have spent 20 years of your life without watching Home Alone. And then he was like, "Oh my god, shut up! Let's just like go and watch the movie. It's a Christmas movie, and you're gonna like." So, <laughs> not only have you wait, <laughs> that also means that you know you don't understand anything about the Michael Jackson whole thing with the kids and stuff. No. You know nothing. I don't exactly. You know that's exactly his point. Oh my god. So he has this quest. You're a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> you should know but the, these but things. The, but the thing is, like, when you when what you lack is stuff like that. Like, you cannot go and Google it. You don't know that you don't yeah, you're know. Like, you're like Captain America waking up from the ice. It's a bunch of stuff that you missed, and you don't really know how much of it you missed. Exactly. Like, Or I don't even know I'm missing. Like, okay, I have a friend who hasn't seen Harry Potter. No, I have. I love... Yes, but like, give me an example of something like that. Do you have anything else like Home Alone that you've stumbled upon and be like, oh, I had no idea this existed? And I don't know, like a bunch of movies come with the Fight Club. I've never watched. Fight, well, well, Tarantino movies in general. It's like, like Kill Bill? Tampoco. Oh my God, Ariana. It's like, I know a lot about Disney movies. Marvel movies I've watched, most of them. Star Wars? Las últimas tres. The new ones. Exactly. So I don't, I haven't watched the Oh first my six. God. Okay, so that's exactly his point. So his uh, and uh, like often my movie references are like Despicable Me and The Incredibles, and he is a bit like disturbed. I'm about by to that. hyperventilate. You have no. <laughs> have you seen Ten Things I Hate About You? No. You should. Have you seen the Batman movies? Again, the last ones. The Christian Bale movies. No. Where the Joker sees Ledger. I've only tipo las únicas películas de the Joker and Batman that I've seen are the ones that have been at the movies like at the cinema in the past five years. Oh my Everything God. else I have not. Oh no 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 no! This is bad. <laughs> Entonces, according to him, Top Gun, a, la última. I didn't watch the first you one. Didn't. <laughs> you watched the first one. <laughs> the one that made this one popular. Exactly. S so, Mission Impossible. Tampoco. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I'm gonna <laughs> die. So his point is if there's so many things you have not watched, why would you watch the one thing that you have watched already? Understandable point. Uh-huh. I would send it to him as homework. Like you must watch Parent Trap without me. No, no, he has watched it. Then he likes. Okay, then if he like, then why are you making him watch it? It's like because I would. I want would put to it as that it. condition that if you are gonna watch for every time you watch Parent Trap, you must watch five movies that you have never watched before. But I can't. I I like to watch movies that I've never watched before. But like, like pop culture references that are important but to also, know. But like the thing is, come on, when we're together, you know, we would rather like to like, we would rather enjoy watching a movie of pop culture comes out that I have never watched, and probably he has, than watching a movie that we both already watched. You like, know, exactly the point. Exactly. So that's what we usually do. But I would give it like give him like a number of movies to watch so that every once in a while you can watch a movie that you both watched together because those yeah, are yeah, also really had, fun. No, we've had come on, we've had times like we watched uh, the Ice Age the other day. Oh my god, Ice Age! Uh, have you watched Lord of the Rings? Um, no. Lord of the Rings is important. Um, and he watched like he did a whole marathon of Lord of the Rings and all You have to. But that's a great caveat to go into the first thing that we have to say in every episode, mm-hmm. which is we are kids. We are 21-year-olds and 20... You're 20, right? I'm 21. 20 and 21-year-olds who are talking about things that we like. We are by no means experts in any of this. We are both international politics majors, and we don't really know anything about psychology or biology to a professional standard. Exactly. We just hope that you enjoy these conversations and that you get something from it as we do from just mm-hmm. having those conversations. Okay. And I think in our last episode, we talked a lot, uh, talked a lot about meaning about, about how to have solid opinions. This is how we get solid opinions. This conversations with each other are incredibly enriching and we hope they're enriching for you, but we're not professionals. Okay. Exactly. Thank you very much. And then we will drop into this topic, which is the reason why, your boyfriend tolerates the fact that you don't know <laughs> any pop culture references, which is love. Okay? Yeah. We've tried to record this a bunch of times. And not like in the near future. We've tried in the near past. Come on. About a year ago. Yeah. Like the love episode was one of the first episodes we ever recorded in the podcast. Yeah. By the time we did not have any video, by the time we did not have any microphones, it was only My us iPad. two and Hoss's iPad. Yeah. So I remember it was literally like the fifth time or less that we'd met for the podcast, right? And Jose was leaving his job. And he was like, look, this is the only time spot that I have available. So like, if you can, yeah. let's do this. And like our our job is very close to Retiro, right? So like, he was just like, Retiro's beautiful. It's a super nice place to think it's and very to speak. Very good vibes. Super good vibes. Why not record it? And I was like, yeah, why not? That's why some of the first, the, the last season's, uh, photo shoots of the podcasts are on Retira Park because it was a place where we recorded pretty mm. often, actually. And then the thing is that the days that we recorded episodes about love, somebody always had to do something. It was always like somebody's doing CrossFit next to us or somebody's doing a yoga class next to us. And it was always 10 minutes after we started recording. Exactly. <laughs> it was always impossible <laughs> to actually record well. Exactly. In or those to places. use the audio. Like we tried. Come on, we listened to it and Hasi tried to play with it, but like, no way. There were some audios that you could save, those you could not. So, like, I was thinking about it during these days, and then today I was like, because we've never actually published an episode on those. Yeah, because when you're thinking about episodes and topics about to talk about in the, in the podcast, it's like, what haven't we talked about? And it's like, what haven't we published? It was like, it's a great idea. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh, 
awesome. Let's talk about love. Yeah, and we love love. Yeah, we love to talk about love. Yeah. We're very type A in that sense. Yeah. Like we love Christmas, we love love. We're idealistic. Yeah. Well, platonically mm-hmm. at least. And then um we started talking we were like okay but how are we going to break down this because we've 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 talked to each other about love for about three hours how are we going to like talk about something specific and so in today's episode i was talking to uh because we catch up before every Mm -hmm. episode and we were talking about our relationships and i talked about the four horsemen of breakups so the four reasons general reasons why you would or could break up with someone then uh the things that are really positive about a relationship which are the growth and the good parts both personally collectively physically and emotionally and then the meat the Mm. meat and potatoes of this um episode which is how you deal with everything in the middle how you deal with the day-to-day of your relationship the system with which Mm -hmm. you handle your relationships that it is as successful as possible we're going to talk a little bit about ambition circumstances values limits and a very wise conclusion inspired by my dad. So. Exactly. And to begin, just imagine this scenario. You're having a discussion with your partner, right? And like, let's say that you are the subject in the discussion. Who is scared that that disagreement may lead to an end to your relationship? Right? Yeah, because... And now... Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry, keep going. Imagine... That you have someone on the other hand that instead of just saying, I love you, that's not what's going to happen, comes up with this. There's only four reasons why we could, why, which we could break up, which are the four horsemen of a breakup, which is ambition. Okay. Which means if, for example, I want to become a CEO of a company and you want to become the CEO of another company and we both don't have time then maybe you can't have a relationship. Then circumstances. If I want to live in Australia and you want to live in France and you're dead set on it, you can't have a relationship or at least it's going to be pretty difficult. It is. These things aren't like if we have different ambitions, you're going to break up, but they are break upable offenses mm-hmm. or circumstances. Okay. So living in different places, long distance relationships exist. Sometimes they're successful. Sometimes they are not. Uh, values. If I, for example, want to have children and you don't, and I like for me having children is something that I have to do in my life because it's part of who I am. Or if I want to raise my children in this specific way and you wholeheartedly disagree, if you believe in teaching your children religion and I don't believe in teaching our children religion, those kinds of value-driven disagreements, if not parsed correctly can lead to a breakup and then limits. So if you have a discussion and you say that you are going to be in a relationship that is, you know, exclusive, meaning only two people are involved in the sexual side of the relationship, then the sexual and emotional side of the relationship, Mm -hmm. then if you break that limit for the other person, break up a bull offense. So cheating clearly is something that has broken up many relationships in life. So, these are the four horsemen of a breakup in a relationship. But they're also the pillars with which you build them, which is exactly. weird. And then basically, going back to our hypothetical scenario, right? Just this other person says to you, like, look, if whatever we're discussing does not fall within one of these four categories, there's nothing you have to fear. 
Yes, because what happens is when you have relationships, at least in our cases, at least, at least what we've talked about, you have the the more important that your relationship is, the more it touches on the truth, the more that it touches on your essence as a human being. And when you are trying to converge the way that you and another human being act on earth in a plane of existence, you're going to have conflict. There's ways that I do things that you don't do. There's a scheduling problem. Like you have a routine. I have a routine. You have obligations. I have obligations. Merging your life with another person is not an easy task. Mm -hmm. And so you need to talk about it. And sometimes the deeper that you go into a relationship, the more important and meaningful your arguments become. Mm -hmm. Because especially in like the first few years of a relationship where you're literally just putting together the things that will make up your life in the future. If you do that correctly, you will have very likely a good stable source of not only happiness, but of emotional stability of harmony, uh, a good base, exactly. right? But making a bit like how much argument do you think there can be about building a house? It's like the materials that you're going to mm -hmm. use to build a house. It can be incredibly diverse. And you can say, well, I think carbon fiber is the best material because carbon fiber works for this, this, and that. Basically, what you are doing with your couple when you argue, when you have discussions about important subjects, it's finding the right blend of materials to build your house with. And it's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously difficult to do, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to have discussions. And sometimes those discussions can be very minor, but or talk about not being very minor but they can talk about very specific things that don't necessarily speak to the big picture in that moment and your partner or you can feel like the discussion's gotten so difficult to have that you want to break like that you mm -hmm. feel like the other person wants to break up with you because discussions aren't like well <laughs> do you want to have tea no i don't like tea. it's like no discussions are like well i feel this mm -hmm. i feel that there's miscommunication sometimes there's good communication some other times and there's disagreement there's disagreement sometimes your needs and your couple's needs don't go together and you know those conversations especially if you are have enough self-esteem to defend yourself and the other person has enough self-esteem to defend themselves too those discussions can turn difficult to have and emotionally charged mm -hmm. okay so it can feel emotionally difficult daunting. and daunting and another, the other person can feel like oh this could mean like especially if it's a person who doesn't um have a lot of or hasn't had a lot of confrontation in their mm -hmm. lives it can feel like oh this is going to be a breakup mm -hmm. and 99 of times it's not mm -hmm. and so we were talking about this and we were like yeah i've had that feeling before or my 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 partner has had that feeling before and i don't know what to do about it and it's like hmm the four horsemen but it's not an easy fix either it's just it's like a good limit a good you know thing to be touching see sí, come on a reference point. Yeah, es como cuando estás nadando en la piscina y tiene una rayita en el medio de la piscina. Exacto. Uh, ah, mira, llega a la mitad de la piscina. Exacto. Okay. Es más o menos es eso. Literalmente eso. Um, so basically, we decided to break down a relationship in four pillars. Yeah. The personal part of the relationship. Yeah. The collective part of the relationship. The emotional part of the relationship and the physical aspect of the relationship. Exactly. So in the personal and collective Uh, I think you asked me what collective meant mm -hmm. exactly. And it's that you, when you're as a couple, you're also an entity and you're also 
a part of society. So it's whenever you're not talking about yourself as an individual. So if you're a couple, if you're a family, if you're part of a community, if you're part of a society, if you're part of a country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that that's, it makes you better or worse collectively if your relationship isn't there or is mm -hmm. very well. Okay. What about personally? Your relationship changes who you are and changes what you learn. And it doesn't mean that you have to betray your values or your beliefs. It just makes you grow in many aspects. And when you grow, you change. And whatever you learn by loving someone is like... Yeah, it's, it's something that you can apply in different aspects of your life and in different ways in which you approach situations. So definitely a relationship affects you in a very personal level. Yeah. Like, then you have physical. Uh, okay, of course, there's the sexual side. But there's also the fact that if you, if you and your couple both have your values aligned and both of you want to live a long life, both of you will encourage each other to become better physically. And that means quitting drugs or uh, other things that harm you physically or uh, Just sharing like for example eating healthy meals. yeah eating habits for example mm -hmm. or or personal training habits exactly. all those things when you share them with your couple and you're both aiming on the same direction you have physical changes that tend to go into the positive direction and then what about emotional all of it, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's all about emotional The, yeah. the person who you decide to partner with is going to share their emotional baggage with you. And that doesn't mean you have to deal with it. That doesn't mean you have to fix it. But you're going to have to be aware of it. And you're going to have to embrace it until a certain extent. And your partners tend to not let you forget it. Like if you have an emotional problem, your partner understands it helps you with it but doesn't let you forget that it's there which is something that we personally do at least i do like if i have a personal problem that i don't really want to look at i can ignore it my girlfriend comes up and says like hey you have to deal with this mm -hmm. because you need to become a better person and so do i and the same goes for me if my couple if my partner has uh, a problem that she doesn't want to deal with i help her i support her but i also don't let her forget it mm -hmm. it's, it's incredibly useful if you want to grow as a human being okay but yeah and also like there's there's this thing in relationship my mom always told me like a relationship is based in agreement you know and like whenever you have a discussion an argument or not you have to reach some sort of middle ground for the both of you but like sea siento que en una relación hay muchas cosas que se ceden y está mal ceder o sea no necesariamente o sea está mal ceder a mí me gusta hablar de necesidad primero. Okay. I feel like necessity is a good marker. What do you need as a person? For example, we were talking about free time the other day. Mm -hmm. So free time. What what is it about free time that you need? Like, do you need free time? Sí. How much free time do you need? I don't. X amount of hours. Mm -hmm. Does your boyfriend need more free time than you? Probably. What What should you do? Should you respect his free time or not? Yes. Even though it's more than what you need. Exactly. Then. How do you handle that? Why is it such a clear answer? Technically, there, uh -huh. you're just letting go of time with him. <laughs> exactly. So how do you handle that? Are you going to answer the question? Is it a rhetorical question? Do you want me no, to I, I, I'm genuinely asking. How do you handle 
the fact that you want more time with him, mm-hmm. but you know that he needs time alone. And it's more than, so let's say you need 400 minutes alone. He needs 560. You've done your 400 minutes. He has 160 minutes left and you're like, I need my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Do you need your boyfriend more than he needs his time alone? I, that's something that you definitely have to talk through. Exactly. So my point is, there is the line between if you should, you know, ceder, está en la necesidad. Like, do you need time alone? Yes. Okay. Can I give you time alone? Mm-hmm. Is it possible for me to make space for this without compromising my necessities either? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you do it. The problem is when both of you have necessities that go counter each other. Exactly. Then what do you do? Ex- next level, for example, let's say you two have different religions. But like, let's say neither of you practices them very como, profoundly. Yeah, fervently. A fervently, exactly. So I, I feel like we have more or less the same approach to yeah. Catholicism and like Christianism. Like, I'm not even sure if you believe in God or I'm not sure. I don't think you believe in the institution of the church. Yes, I don't believe in the institution of the church. I do believe that God exists. But like, let's say, for example, that your girlfriend was like, I don't know, Muslim or Jewish. Jewish, Exactly. Would that be a breaking point for you? Not necessarily. Not at all. I think it depends, of course, on the level of faith that my girlfriend has so if let's say my girlfriend is jewish mm-hmm. and she is if you know a little bit about the jewish religion jewish men come from jewish women if your mm-hmm. mother's not jewish you are not jewish but that's not like that yeah, it is it's like for example my boyfriend come his dad is jewish but his mom was not yeah but before they got married they were not married okay then there's that there's difference Exactly. Okay, so if you're going to be married in theory, at least this is what I know. I, I, I might be wrong. I'm, I don't know that much <laughs> no, about Judaism. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I've heard of before, because a cousin of mine married a Jewish man and she converted to Judaism. Mm-hmm. So her children would be Jewish. Mm-hmm. So it's algo así como que el judío viene de entre judío. Como que. But I'm not sure, but imagine that that's the case. Let's put it as a parameter, even if it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, If it was the other way around, if it was me who was Jewish and it was my wife who wasn't, would I ask her to change religions? Mm-hmm. So if it was your case, would if you if you had to change religions to Judaism to have your boyfriend's kids, would you do it? The the thing is, my problem or my dilemma is, I think I would. Like, if generally I believe that it is a person. For, with whom I want to share my life with and I see a future with and I, and I feel good with. like It is something that I would definitely consider. That's good. Definitely consider is exactly the right phrase. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying I am going to mm-hmm. do this. It's like abortion. Like if you, you're, you're your boyfriend, you, like God forbid you got pregnant before you wanted to mm-hmm. and you have to decide do you get an abortion or do you, don't you get an abortion and then there's two sides of the argument mm-hmm. maybe your boyfriend doesn't want you to get an abortion maybe you do if your boyfriend doesn't want you to get an abortion and you truly want to have a spend spend the rest of your life with him you have to definitely consider it mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to do what he says it doesn't mean that you have to do what you want it means that you have to definitely consider it exactly and i think that's a key phrase <laughs> exactly. like definitely consider it you have no, no idea how many times i've had an argument with my girlfriend where i thought i was completely right because 
that's me and then i've had to definitely consider a couple of things and then i come back and i'm like fair enough you Damn, might be right <laughs> yes what you're saying makes a lot of sense but then como mi, mi dilemma moral it, it has to do with what we talked about in the last episode is like there's things that i gave for granted before you know and there's there's things that i, I was always taught come on you should always avoid doing this you should like always like be nice to people like like sets of values right and you know, the, the life that i'm facing nowadays is making me challenge many of those things and the outcome is not necessarily wrong it's just different okay then what i like what i expected what i what i believe is correct or what i believed is correct right so like for example when i when i changed my mind about like going this event because of a different insight into a situation and different like yeah so last episode uh ari talked to, to us about um an event that she was going to go to and her boyfriend changed her mind about going because of the moral obligation exactly. of the event and then like this other thing like let's say you know time came for example my boyfriend is someone who does not believe that marriage is something that you need like, yeah he's not a big fan of the whole thing about marriage right and like he's jewish like there's a set of not disalignments in some of our diversities you diversities could say. in some of our values but like at the beginning i was like before my i was sure i was gonna have i was gonna get married you know that was that was my dream come on i was sure that like my kids were gonna be like christians come on there are things that i just gave for granted coming into my relationship and like thinking long term which i think is something inevitable i have come to the you know consideration of like maybe these things could happen and i'm okay with it and is it wrong that i'm okay with it because i love him there's a social aspect to all of this but so then, we were talking about a girl a friend of mine who got cheated on mm-hmm. and we were talking about what happened to his ex-boyfriend after he Uh, after she she realized that he was cheating mm-hmm. and there's a social cost to cheating mm-hmm. like if you cheat you are burnt and there's like well the scarlet letter there's a scarlet a on you for the rest of time people know that you're a cheater cheat once cheat twice people don't trust you enough or as much as they did before The same thing goes for everything else. There's a social cost to whatever you do. We, live, we come from a Christian society. Becoming Jewish has a sort of social cost. Mm-hmm. And let me, put it, let, me, let me put it in a very, very visual way. Let's say that you both compromise. You get married, but you become Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say that happens. At the wedding, at the reception, in La Esmeralda, <laughs> there's going to be a friend of your mom's who's going to come up and say, I... There's social cost. Now, whether that gets back to you and hurts you, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if your mom gets super offended and comes up to you and says, I feel betrayed because of what you did, and you feel the emotional pain of that, then sure, mm-hmm. there's a social emotional cost related to it. If your mom's like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. If your mom understands your choice, is behind you, protects you. If your social environment understands your choice, feels like that's not a problem, understands you, then it's not a problem. Es que me parece súper interesante y a veces tipo, siempre está esta cosa de que como, como, bueno, en general, tipo, you were always taught that in a relationship you have to avoid being manipulated. You're like taking advantage of. 
right? So, like, siento que me pasa a menudo que I'm very awoke. So, I'm trying to look for possibly, like, let's say... I love I, that we coined awoke. <laughs> yes. It's like, I think about things like this, and I'm like, am I... Am I betraying myself? Like, am I going against my values? Or am I simply, como... Transcending evolving. them, evolving, yeah. Evolving. Well, there's a good quote uh, from Jordan Peterson uh, in, this, in this last book. It's, do not... Uh, do not underestimate the value of social institutions and, uh, and societal norms. They're there for a reason, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, there's something really weird that I learned in demography class, which is that religion tends to dictate um, reproductive frequency. So the Catholic Christian countries grew and had their children at a very different rate in proportion to Muslim and Jewish communities or countries. They did. Like, if mm-hmm. you look at the data, there, uh, there, there is a rise or a lowering, and it's the classical way of controlling demography. So you cannot have sex before marriage. Is a, cl- it's a clear mm-hmm. demographic controller because it's telling you that literally you can't have children for a very long part of your life. Mm-hmm. And then not only then that you have this thing where it's like, okay, we you can only have children after marriage, but it's. You can only have children and sex with the person that you married. Mm-hmm. So you're controlling for who the parent is, right? And in Muslim cu- countries, the same thing happens. So you have, uh, you have a harem. You have one man and a lot of wives, but they can only have sex with that man. So you still control for parenthood, but there's a lot more children there than there would be in a Catholic household. And then... It's a way of controlling. There's a reason behind it. And if you read, and I think my, my, my current stance about religion is that whether or not I'm Catholic, uh, Jewish, Muslim, whatever, if I go to Morocco in Holy Weeks, which I'm planning to do, I plan on doing, uh, you know, hacer el ayuno. Okay. I plan on doing Ramadan. It. Ramadan. Because it's... They, I'm there mm-hmm. and it's their social norm and I should have enough respect for them to try it, to find the reason behind it, to explore it. The same thing goes. If ever, if ever I decide to change it to Judaism, I will explore their traditions in a way that helps me understand why they have it. And the, reason, the moment that you understand why it's there and you say, huh, this is the same reason why it's here in Judaism. So marriage in Christianism and marriage in Judaism has different reasons, but they're similar. Mm -hmm. If you can join them in your mind, in your way of practicing being alive, in your relationship, if you can meet those ends, if you can bridge that gap, then you're fine. But I think that when you do it carelessly, when you don't think about why marriage is this way or another, why Christianity and, and, and Judaism have these differences in the way that they go about marriage... I think then that you're committing a mistake. I think mm-hmm. then it should be socially reprehensible. Like, if, uh, like government, if in 20 years people decide that democracy is just hokey and that they don't want to do it anymore, then they're disrespecting hundreds of years of socio-political evolution that led to democracy being the standard. Like, 
you don't denigrate it without thinking about it properly. And when you think about it in political terms, it gets more real. Okay. But the religious terms dictate your life as much as the political ones. I don't know if that... Yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Es que bueno, también, for example, the compromise comes a bit from like both sides. También en el sentido que, for example, there's, there's, there's religious people who would not even date someone who's not like from the opposite religion, right? Which yeah. is not the case of either, for example. You know? So, I don't know. I think it's a very like... Well, it also depends on how open you are. And I think that's part of the... Because, okay. The religion goes into values. Mm -hmm. But I think ambition goes more into who you would and wouldn't date. You wouldn't date mm -hmm. a guy who is in the army. Probably not. Probably not. Why? Because his ambitions hinder our relationship intrinsically. Because you would be worried about him getting shot. Exactly. And what does that have to do with who you are as a person? As having said, that our relationship entails a lot to your, like your physical, your personal, your emotional, and your collective life. If the life of that person who you decided to share with is in line 50% of the time, which is way more than most people, then your life is also being affected yeah. or in risk that yeah, same yeah. 50% of the time. Definitely. I agree. Mm -hmm. But it's a clear difference in ambition. Fair enough. And what about limits? I think limits is a pretty interesting one. So mm -hmm. we talked a bit about cheating, like the social cost of cheating. But what about the personal cost of cheating and whether or not cheating should be a uh, limit? And what other limits do we have? So, for example, if I have a polyamorous relationship and I've talked about it with my partner, is that cheating? If it's consented, then it's not. Exactly. And then what about other limits? Have you found any limits that have been particularly difficult? I think like, for example, for me, as we were like going back to the personal time thing, it was, it is hard for me to accept that perhaps he needs more time than I do. Let's say as, a, as an example, hypothetical example, right? But like, let's say one time he's not in need of that like personal space and he wants to spend time with me and maybe i was planning on doing something and my first reaction is probably going to be i'm going to cancel the reschedule i'm just going to go spend time with him hmm. or you know and then lately or like that was especially at the first months of my relationship like stopping and saying okay like i need to put myself as a priority in this aspect like i need to put this thing that i have to do As a priority, not every time, but like sometimes at least. And it is, it is a limit with myself because he's never been like, no, but don't do that, come with me. He's always been like, okay, if you have something to do, I definitely respect. But it's something in my head that's like, I never want to say no. Yeah. And you always want to do as much as possible for that person. Sometimes I just question, like, is that even healthy itself? <laughs> But like... Probably not. Probably not. And I think that the proper way of seeing it is something like... There's definitely a phase in which the only thing that you want is your your partner and that's it. Mm -hmm. But maybe every once in a while what you need is to melt back into being an individual and separate that properly. Mm -hmm. I think limits in a relationship are probably the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I think all the others... 
every every single one of the horsemen can be negotiated mm-hmm. with all of them ambition can be negotiated with circumstances values limits you set your own limits okay so if for example religious religion is important to you you can set a limit there you can say i will not mm-hmm. give up my religious beliefs for anyone mm-hmm. or you can say i will not give up my ambition for anyone but when you have when you truly have a relationship and you value your relationship if you can't set limits correctly you aren't doing much and i think that the, i think this is the, one of the key things um in a relationship you are riding waves you have to you're riding waves you have a direction once you get all this sorted out you have and even when you don't even when you just start there's a direction in which you're both going mm-hmm. and the thing is that as you live through your relationship the direction is either true or not true so either if our goal was to become um, incredible ceos who had a family uh practice two religions at the same time saw each other 100 percent of the time and saw all of their friends you're not going to be able to do mm-hmm. all of that and sometimes it's not as clear as the examples i just gave like maybe it's too difficult to be a ceo and have a family and have free time and etc but sometimes even if you do it conservatively even if you sit down and have values that are realistic you won't reach them and then you have to sit down and like my dad told us like look sometimes as a as in, in a relationship the same way that you have with a company you have to sit down look at how everything is working and see if it's working properly and where you want it to go and i think it's crucial to have the ability more than more than to know that all these things are important to understand that they, you have to have a system that can move these things it's mm-hmm. like you the, the pyramids of giza are amazing they're incredibly big and nobody knows how they were built the only reason why they were built is because there was a system of moving the gigantic blocks mm-hmm. from one place to another that's what you need to build in your relationship the rest can be argued with ambition circumstances values limits they can all be argued with but if you don't have a proper surfboard you can't surf anything you can try to do it with your chest you won't get far exactly and basically what like what Hoss's dad was mentioning to us is like again it's like a business meeting you need to sit down and negotiate the terms of your company it's like what, what how are your days going to look like like what is it that you want to put the most invest the most time on what is it that you enjoy sharing the most time with like where do you want to live all those things how do you want to live how do you want to live and like i think there's the fear of sitting down and disagreeing that sometimes hinders us from just doing that but like the cost of avoiding the conversation is way higher is way higher than having the conversation well, even if you manage to figure it out or if you don't yeah we've talked about that video before that one about the guy saying If you want to know the price for, you know, that are you like risking something is, you know, it has a price. It's risky. Do you want me to give you the bill for not risking anything? It's also very, 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 very costly. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same thing with our relationship, I think. So, yeah. I don't think I don't think we went into the passional aspects of relationship today. We went into more the 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 the, the, the cryptic See, more, more the core the core and the functionings of a relationship like we were we merging went, two lives exactly and i think that uh i'm going to compare a relationship to a bicycle for a good reason bicycles are very technical and there's a lot of gears that go into making it work but one of the most magical things about a bicycle is that whenever you're on a bicycle you see the world differently it's this is a literal mm-hmm. thing 
you you see the world differently you move faster than you normally would you understand things differently and there is this magical thing about riding a bike that nothing else has nothing mm-hmm. else has and i think the relationship is the same thing there's nothing like feeling yourself after a year of a relationship like you've grown incredibly mm-hmm. or i don't know if this has happened to you but having other couples come up to you and talk to you and feel like uh you go on a double date and you sit down and talk to each other and then you're like oh my god we're yeah. a lot better than this. like we were there and now we're not and that's See. awesome See. like personal growth in that sense is amazing having a person to talk to who truly gives a shit about who you mm-hmm. are is amazing and someone who cares about you someone who's we like there's this come on this phrase that we often use like amongst each other it's like we're life buddies come on life buddies yeah it's not that it's not like we're work buddies it's not like we're gym buddies it's not like we're fuck buddies you're life buddies we're life buddies and it's beautiful yeah it's complicated sometimes yeah but most of the times it's more beautiful than it is complicated and and i saw this statistic the other day you know that the relationships that have the higher highest breakup rates are the ones who fight almost so for every good interaction there's 11 bad ones mm-hmm. you know the other most frequent breakup scenario from every for every one good interaction there's zero zero one bad interactions so the people who never Fight. fight never have an argument it's a balance mm-hmm. if you aren't fighting you aren't bringing in the new different things that happen in the world into your relationship and if you fight too much you're just not you don't have no stability mm-hmm. and the system is about learning how to deal with conflict exactly and once you figure that one out i believe i'm not don't know this from experience. no 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 you never i don't think you ever finish figuring But it out It stops being about the magnitude of the problem. It's just about you perform your system. Yeah, to the best of your abilities. To your best of your abilities. And I believe it's definitely worth it. Come on. My emotional stability right now, I think it's in a big part linked to how happy I feel with my relationship and how, Definitely. how much maturely I love my partner. I always get told that I'm a bit older for my age. Like, I act a bit older than I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like having a stable relationship with which I'm happy, in which I've grown personally, physically, emotionally, and collectively, in which I feel like my weight has stabilized, my diet has become better, my emotional uh, you know, judging of people and like seeing if a person's good or bad has become better, my friend groups have grown my personal relationship with myself has become better my hobbies everything that i've done in the past year year and a half has become increasingly better because of her mm-hmm. and because of my relationship with her and the way that we've conducted each other and that's imagine 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 <laughs> just years of that mm-hmm. imagine decades of that it takes work Works, no one gets up. away with not working in their relationship mm-hmm. and also no one gets away with like not wanting to work with that relationship exactly so remember no one gets away with anything see you next monday see you next monday remember we are on spotify apple podcasts youtube and substack we'll see you next week we hope you enjoy